It is, Miles. A leap of faith. Surprise, Sydney. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Want to manage expectations. Good evening. Welcome to Hawthorne. It'll be our pleasure to feed you. Tonight will be magical. Over the next few hours, you will ingest fat, salt, protein and at times entire ecosystems. We're eating the ocean. We're eating the ocean. Are you crying? <laughs> What's black and blue and dead all over? is so much bigger than you realize. Of all the places I could be, I just want to just share with you. Remember our mission concerning the fate of every single world of our infinite multiverse. There's no way I am the Evelyn you are looking for. Every rejection, every disappointment has led you here. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our best movies of 2022 show here today. And we're going to be talking about our favorite movies of the year. Yesterday, you can check out our show for the worst movies of 2022. But today, we are talking about the great ones. I am joined by a guest from the Cinemani World team and Candid Cinema. We have Amanda joining me today. Amanda, how are you? I'm doing great. There were some bangers this year, so I am so excited to go through uh, both of our lists here. 
yeah, I'm so so pumped to get into everything. Uh, everyone, it's just Manda and I. We had a we we had a couple of last minute uh, difficulties here uh, with scheduling, but uh, Manda and I are going to be going through our top ten favorite movies of the year. But of course, just like yesterday, I figured we can start with some honorable mentions. Yesterday was the dishonorable mentions on the worst of the year list, but today is the honorable mentions of our favorites of the year. So I actually have a bunch because I usually, when I, on Letterboxd, when I do my favorites of the year listing, I just write, I just have all the movies in the year that I really liked. And then it's kind of just, I have a top 10 and then the rest of them, it's like just kind of bunched together. You know, so I have like about 30 movies total on my list here. But um, do you have any honorable mentions before we get into our actual top 10? I've narrowed them down to five. But like Ooh, you said, okay. yeah, I started um, I usually do like a top 10, top 20, like you just said, and just add as many mm -hmm. as my favorites. But now I started doing um, every single movie that I've watched in 2022. Oh, you're doing one of those? Like Hannah. Hannah does yeah. those, like the all of them just right. Yeah. So I saw her doing it and a couple other people. I'm like, you know what? I want to know how many like I actually watch like new releases. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I took two hours and- Ooh. added everything one night. I'm like, you know what? I'm impulsive. Let me just change everything around. But yeah, I have like I have narrowed it down to five. I have. What so what do you so what's on your five right now? So right now, starting at like the top, it would be mm -hmm. Bones and All because I need a Timothy Chalamet um movie <laughs> there with Luca Guerra and Nino. Mm -hmm. Um I have Puss in Boots The Last Wish, which should be higher. Oh, I heard everyone's loving that one. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you're gonna love it! Yeah, it like, I seen oh my it. god! And the ending—I'm not gonna spoil it—but the ending, <laughs> my heart was soaring. It was perfect. Um, I have she said right after that, mm -hmm. uh, which was in my top ten before, but then I moved things around because I rewatched some of the other films that I was like iffy on. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have Pearl. I have to have Pearl there. Uh, Pearl there, that's a classic. Yeah, already. and then Weird the Al Yankovic story, which is oh. very hard to watch because it's on Roku, but it's so good. I heard that. See, that's a, that's a, that was at TIFF too, right? Yeah. I believe, yeah. Um, I heard a lot of buzz coming out of that. Um, so going into my honorable mentions, mm. I can't believe it's finally here as far mm. as like going through our are listing because I've been stressing about this list for like the past couple of weeks and stuff. But there's a couple of movies that I wasn't I wasn't able to watch. It's probably not on here. People are probably gonna be like, what? Um like Marcel the Shell. I have not seen that one yet. Neither have I. You're um, not alone. <laughs> yeah, Puss in Puss in Boots, I still haven't seen it. Uh and I still haven't seen Pinocchio. Uh, I know those are some of the big ones that I was missing. I did see I did see After Sun just now. I just finished it, um, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna make my top ten. But yeah. After Sun was pretty good. Um, okay, so now officially my honorable mentions. Let me look. Make let me take one last look at my list here. Drum roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm good with this. With this group here. Uh, honorable mentions. I will start. I'm not gonna go through all thirty of the movies, <laughs> but I do want to give some shout outs to the horrors this year. Of course, 
Um, X was great. Smile. Uh, the Black Phone, I absolutely loved. Scream, of course, and Nope. I just want to give a shout out to the horrors yes. that are in my honorable mentions. And of course, Pearl. Pearl was in my top 10 for a long time, but after yes. seeing more and more and more stuff, it just kind of got, it just kind of exited out of the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have Top Gun Maverick also in my honorable mentions. Uh, I have Elvis. I have Elvis. I finally watched that. I have yeah. Banshees of uh, Inna Sheeran. That Ooh. was pretty good. Uh, the Woman King is right there at number 11. Yes. Uh, what else we have here? We have Prey. Uh, I also mm-hmm. have She Said, Women Talking. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fallout with Jenna Ortega. That was pretty good. Nice. And uh, yeah, Causeway with Jennifer lawrence here as well and that's it yeah that's it that was that was was pretty good oh and i just watched cha-cha real smooth last night that was pretty good yes i love that Uh, (laughs) so that is that is my honorable mentions oh i also have tar if anyone's like oh where's tar it's right there too um all right so let's get into our actual top 10 of the year officially uh let's go i'll start with you of course let's go uh give me your number 10 to your number six um, and just give kind of a reason as to why each of them are there. Yeah. I mean, I, this was tough for me because like I said, I, I rewatched things. I always try to rewatch it. Um, like favorites of mine throughout the year again, towards the end to see if they're going to make ten or like move around stuff like that. Um, I couldn't get the menu out of my head. Ooh. I couldn't. I thought it was such a fresh script. It was unique. Mm-hmm. I loved the structure with the stories for each dishes um, that came in and the way he incorporated it. I thought everyone gave an exceptional performance. Ray Fines is amazing in that. Um, but it's just so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what I look for in like the best films of the year. Something that's very different and unique and it, you know, has something important to say and uh it's done differently. So the menu is one of them. I waited for Babylon to come out because I wasn't a fan of First Man from Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of iffy. I was like, am I gonna like Babylon? But I feel like he went back to his roots stylistically, and I think that's why I enjoyed it a bit more. Um I'm not saying Babylon is like fantastic there are massive issues with it Mm -hmm. um in regards to characters that i just i didn't really appreciate uh uh, for the for damien chazelle to kind of retell certain stories in regards to representation Mm -hmm. that's the only miss for me but the score from justin hurwitz fantastic margot robbie's a freaking firecracker and so good in this right best i've seen her to be honest like i don't think she's reached that level and diego calva needed more screen time i was like what are you guys doing with him (laughs) i agree so that's in ninth spot the the banshees of inishirin has my heart because i feel like i'm like colin farrell i don't know what that says about me Um, (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like him i thought again the script was really well written um and I just, I love the character dynamics and the conversations. I think it ends up being a really important discussion about friendship and life and, um, you know, what you leave behind as a personality traits as well and what you've accomplished. So I think it has important things to say. In seventh spot, I have women talking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, again, important conversations. Uh, Sarah Polly did a fantastic job. I love like Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, and um, oh my god, Rooney Mara. I thought they all had very, very strong scenes. Um, but it's just really nice to have women on screen having discussions that can be applied to many different situations, no matter the time period. And I think that is kind of like a universal form of storytelling in regards to um, sexual abuse and, um, um, you know, all of all of that subject matter. So I think that uh, she did that very well. And honestly, my sixth spot was a surprise until I watched it again three nights ago. And I have Elvis directed by. Oh, number six. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like. (laughs) I think she said was there at one point, and I'm like, wait a minute, did I have more fun watching Elvis? And I had more fun watching Elvis. So yeah, that's that's my sixth spot. I wasn't I wasn't surprised. I was so surprised at myself for loving uh, Elvis as much as I did. I I was hearing about it for so long, and then finally mm-hmm. watching it, I was like, okay, I get it. It's, it was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I I loved Elvis. I had such a good time with it. Um, okay, so my uh, number ten to number six. I just did some more shuffling, so <laughs> that's what ends up happening. Like you're thinking about <laughs> it after, and you're like, "Wait!" I know I have to be final now, so I I can't I can't hide anymore. But uh, <laughs> okay, my number ten spot is uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, I recently just watched it again, and I really have a good time with it. I really appreciate how they kind of. Uh, they how they kind of went about the whole Chadwick thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite endings in a Marvel movie. As far as like that that mid credit scene, I just like yeah. all the feels in the world. Um, I loved performances. Couple of things I had issue with, but overall, like um, the more I watched it, the more I appreciated what they accomplished in such a hard task. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have to put that at my number ten. My number nine is probably the most surprising horror movie of the year as far as like you saw the trailers the trailers were great but they didn't tell you what it was my number nine is barbarian yes (laughs) (laughs) i absolutely loved 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 barbarian i love that they they kind of just they kind of just kept it under wraps as far as what it's really about and they trusted general audiences to just kind of give them a chance and go see it and uh, if you go see it there's a lot of surprises the first time watching it it was like it was surprises left Mm -hmm. left and right it's surprises that i still don't even want to like spoil after like (laughs) four months so if you haven't seen it definitely check it out it was much higher in my list around a time where it came out but of course more things came out we saw more stuff but uh barbarian was just one of my favorite theater experiences of the year um another favorite theater experience of the year for me as well too was my number eight spot which is glass onion um i loved this movie ryan johnson continues to kind of push the envelope as far as like how far he can take these kind of murder mystery kind of movies i love the cast the ensemble he created like he created a phenomenon with these movies of like who should he cast next as far as like the ensembles that's that's like the that's that's the greatest parts of these films but the mystery just kept me guessing left and right the uh, my audience that i saw with was fantastic a great great theater experience for uh glass onion so that's my number eight 
My number seven is a movie that you mentioned in your uh, top ten, and that is The Menu. I I watched this. I had a screener, and I watched it, and then I watched it again the next day in theaters. And I loved, I loved, love, love The Menu. Uh, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was struck by like how different and fresh it looked, and I was genuinely surprised. After seeing it, just the character choices, not in a bad way, just the character choices were just jarring and shocking. The performances were great. The story, I thought, was very intriguing. Uh, the use of just the use of food and the way they explain food and talk about food and mm-hmm. cook. It was just very impressive. So the menu is my number seven. And number six, uh, finally here is another horror movie that took me by surprise, another theater experience that I will cherish from this year, and that is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I, It's really hard to as a slasher movie to surprise me by the end, but once, it kept me guessing the entire movie, but once like it's revealed what happened, a lot of people probably would get like genuinely upset, you know, but I thought it was the clever, most clever thing that I've seen in like a movie in a long time, especially a slasher flick. Uh, I thought it was the right kind of bait and switch kind of thing that they did here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the performances were great. We had like, we had that great monologue from Rachel Senat about like podcasting, <laughs> which is just like incredible. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So that's my number six. And uh, yeah, so that's my 10 to six. Um, exciting. Exciting. So it. now let's go back to you for your number five to your number two yeah um i love i love your picks honestly <laughs> i just want to say that because bodies 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 and barbarian literally the best theater experiences that i've had they were so fun um oh so great so good uh going into my five i have in fifth spot rrr directed by um ss rajamuli and i missed it <laughs> oh my god that is on netflix it should yep. still be on netflix um but i literally parked my butt on that sofa and i'm like i have to get through this everyone's like <laughs> ranting about it and i was like five months late to watching this but oh my god the action scenes were great the storylines great i'm a sucker for storylines that have um you know strong friendships and kind of explore that clearly if i had the banshees of inishir and, and rrr mm. um on here i just think that to be able to um direct action sequences and then choreograph um beautiful dance numbers within the same film like you are bloody talented, my friend. So kudos <laughs> to him because it was just so intricate and it, just larger than life. I loved it. Um, coming in fourth, I have Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. Uh, Knives Out mystery. Yes. I don't know why <laughs> I keep saying a Knives Out story. It <laughs> rolls out. off the tongue. <laughs> you know? Um, the cast is great. Uh, again, I had like two separate theater experiences that mm. I really enjoyed. Um, and then I watched it a third time when it came to Netflix, but it's just so fun. Uh, And like, I want people to remember Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc and not as James Bond. I don't know if that's controversial, but like, (laughs) I like, I rather (laughs) him be remembered as this fantastic detective who's absolutely hilarious. Um, and shout out to Janelle Monae who literally held it all together because oof, her performance twofold was just awesome. She was so good. Like so, fantastic so work. She needs more roles mm-hmm. because I think she's like really underappreciated and I don't think she gets cast 
um, as often as many of us would like to see her on screen. I think she's fantastic. Um, in third, I actually have the Woman King. Um, Ooh, okay. I don't, I don't know what feeling came over me while watching all these badass women on screen, but I have not been able to stop like thinking <laughs> about it. And I do think that Gina Prince Bythewood knows how to direct action sequences incredibly well. Oh, so good. And this is what like an epic blockbuster feels like, you mm -hmm. know, like, and it's a win for Sony, which we don't get many wins. I forgot Sony did that. You see, there we go. Right. We go. So, so we have a win for Sony, the whole <laughs> cast, Viola Davis, Lashana Lynch, uh, Thuso Mbidu, like phenomenal work from all of them. And it was emotional. I ended up tearing mm -hmm. up and I cried with it. So it hit all the beats and that's why it's in my top five. And then obviously in the second spot, I have Top Gun Maverick because <laughs> y'all can't see it, but my name on this it's recording rooster. is actually Rooster. So um, yeah, I'm, I was obsessed with that. That still is like one of the best blockbusters of the year for me. I was obsessed with it. That third act made me sweat. Um, oh, it was great. It was so good. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, the whole cast is great. I would love to see them. All again, Glenn Powell and Miles Teller mm -hmm. deserve to get back on screen and in a pilot uniform because that was great. Uh, so yeah, those are that's from uh, five to two for me. All righty, so now we are in uh, the nitty gritty of this listing here. Okay, so my number five. Let me just wait. Do one more check. Okay. <laughs> this is solidified. Actually, yeah. Let me do one more check. Okay, hold on. One sec. One sec. One sec. Okay. Okay, um, okay. My number five is uh, Luca Guadagnino's "Did It Again" for me. That is bones and all. I actually, actually got got around to watching this movie three times. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, so I I loved it. I don't know. I I wasn't expecting like a groundbreaking kind of cannibalistic movie, but mm -hmm. the way he kind of he. Uh, I just love the way he directs people. That's mm -hmm. like that's just one of my favorite things about him. Even whether he's doing a movie or a TV show, the way he just holds the camera and lets people just do things, I just think it's so perfect. Um, Taylor Russell here was like fantastic. Timothy, okay. of course, is always great. Um, I just I, I really really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite openings of the movie as well, I mean of the year as well. Mm -hmm. um, I just had such a good time watching it, and I couldn't stop thinking about it after I watched it a few times. And uh, yeah, Bones and All is my number five. Number four and number three are two very very long movies, Ooh. and. Usually, like if you if you've listened to the podcast or if you know me as like a friend or something, you know that long movies just don't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> like really long movies. But uh, my number four is Babylon. I loved it. I don't know. I love the, the first thirty, the twenty to thirty minutes. It's just insane. We have cameos. We have just actors just doing bombastic things and mm -hmm. it takes takes place in one area and it's so fantastic and then the movie kind of evolves into this like love letter to why 
people loved the movies. There was a, le- a legitimate conversation with Brad Pitt about why movies mean something to people. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I resonated with it with so, so much. I loved all the characters here as well, like Diego Calva playing kind of the dreamer of, you know, the movie and the one that wants to, like, be something one day. I just, I really love that. And then having Margot Robbie be kind of, the, the you know the up and coming movie star and stuff and uh and I, I and then you had Brad Pitt p- playing the aging movie star i i just everything about it i loved it obviously there you know certain things could have been a little better and a little bit tight as far as the runtime goes mm-hmm. but that first two and a half hours i was just i was in and i loved me some babylon um my number three is also a three-hour movie, and I had to shuffle this around in the past couple of weeks, especially after seeing it again. But I have Avatar, The Way of Water. I Ooh. really, really enjoyed it. And I and I, I don't know. It's a, it's a bunch of things because, like, the story of the movie is not, it's not a strong point of the film. And I know that's been, like, one of the biggest criticisms. It's just the story. But I think everything else just really worked for me. The kind of dynamics between like a militant dad kind of trying to be a father was, you know, really worked for me as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the family dynamics, you know, that also worked. The action scenes were fantastic, although it gave me like a headache <laughs> on Wednesday when I go when I went to go see it again. But the actions is like it's a it's the spectacle of all spectacles that you should have at the end of the year. You know, we, when we have, when we used to get like the star Wars movies in December, this is what it felt like. It felt like a spectacle happening in December again. And I just, I had a really good time with the avatar yeah. again. It, you know, there's moments, there's moments that could be taken out of the movie to make it a little bit more tighter. But at the end of the day, I just loved, I loved it. And uh, yeah, my number two Finally here to kind of top this off. My number two has been feuding with my number one spot. (laughs) Like since I seen it, these two movies have just been fighting to the brinks (laughs) to trying to stay in my number one spot. But my number two, I have everything everywhere all at once. Uh, It's a crazy movie. It's a wild movie. It's a jarring and shocking movie when you watch it for the first time, Mm. but just the, the, the under the under, you know, underlying themes in the movie really, really worked for me. Uh, The themes of like regret and, you know, not fulfilling what you want in your life really, really kind of resonated with me as well. Michelle Yeoh was absolutely fantastic in it. Uh, Stephanie Hsu was also fantastic in it. It's a great ensemble, great cast, great film. And I really, really, I love it every time I watch it. So that's my number two, everything, everywhere, all at once. So now we're to get into our number one spots. And this is the big one. Let's get into it. Amanda, what is your favorite movie of the year? Oh, man. Um, this one's very, very personal. Okay. Um, and I have been a fan of Guillermo del Toro for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and his version of Pinocchio absolutely wrecked me. Um. It is just so beautifully done. I think the animation is stunning. I think the story is incredibly well written because we do get a backstory with Geppetto, which is something that mm-hmm. is so different than other iterations. 
Um, and that's the emotional connection that has been missing from the other films, I think, because we get to see Geppetto with his son um, before he passes. And I think that just really drives it home for me. Um, I, I w- it came out at a time. There's always films on my list at the top that comes that they come out during a time where I need a comfort film. Um, and I, I went through a, a pretty rough couple of months mm-hmm. and this movie just stayed with me. It's just beautifully made. I think that Ewan McGregor as Sebastian J. Cricket deserves <laughs> a, a supporting actor nomination because his voice work was fantastic. The creature designs were stunning. The original songs were fantastic as well. And, um, I, I love Alexander Desplat's score. I think it's just beautifully done as well. Everything about this just warmed my heart, even though I've seen the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many. Right. Yeah. Right. There's been so, I, I didn't even know that three versions of Pinocchio came out this year. Oh yeah. You had a Disney one. You had this one. And there was another one that I didn't even know. It was like a Pauly Shore film. I have no <laughs> idea, but I was like, okay, why are there three? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think what, what drives it home is the fact that we have Geppetto's backstory and uh, I think it's a well-rounded film. It hits all the emotional beats. It's very lighthearted and fun at the same time. And you're learning with Pinocchio. And I just, I loved everything about this. And I do hope that even though it is an animated film, I really want it to get nominated for best picture, um, Mm -hmm. because it's a medium, it's not a genre as GDT says. So I really hope that it ends up happening for him. Yeah, I, I I heard nothing but great things about Pinocchio. I cannot wait to watch it. My next my next milestone for us, for me to, you know, for 2022 movies is obviously our awards that we do on yeah. Twitter. So um, I'll, I'll definitely try to tap in because, like, mm-hmm. I was surprised. I'm very surprised that that's your number one. But I think that's a great – I, I heard nothing but great things. So I'm absolutely not not – kind of shocked by yeah. the decision but um i hope you love it i played around yeah with one and two because it was mm-hmm. like maverick and that back and forth but mm-hmm. watching pinocchio a second time i was like yeah it's right it's right solid. okay and my number one my number one obviously Ooh. is very biased Ooh. and uh all i can say is that as a comic book fan as a Batman fan, yes. I mean, it's the movie that I was looking forward to the most this year. When I saw it, I was enthralled and I was excited about the future of Matt Reeves. And of course, I am talking about The Batman is my number one Ooh. favorite movie of the year. Um, I don't know. I rewatched it again. I love the vibe. It's such a compared to recent comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking about your MCU's, I'm talking about your Sony's, I'm talking hey. about <laughs> like it's just such a it was such a refreshing kind. Even DC, I will even even like even DCEU stuff. It was such a refreshing tale totally. and a refreshing story and take on the on uh, Batman the character and the entity that is Batman. We haven't seen him in that portrayed like that um, probably since like. V- probably since like bvs where he was kind of like a figure who was just Mm -hmm. like horrified by criminals and i think like i think 
portraying Batman like that is just such a great thing to do, especially when you execute it. And the, he executes it in the first like 10 minutes as far as this character. Another probably my favorite opening of the year with the Riddler. All that stuff just works well. Paul Dano, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, the directing, the score that it's going to be ridiculously snubbed come this year's it. Academy Awards. Oh but the score was fantastic. I listen to the score when I'm writing, when I'm just like reading. Like mm-hmm. I just, uh, the, I, this movie has become so much a part of my daily life <laughs> kind of, <laughs> you know, regiment. So it has to go to the Batman. And uh, yeah, that's my favorite movie of 2022. It. It's so on brand. I love it. <laughs> Maybe we did it. <laughs> we did it. That is our top 10 movies of the year. So to give to do a, a quick recap, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do one as well. Uh, my number 10 was with Connor Forever. Number nine, Barbarian. Number eight, Glass Onion. Number seven, The Menu. Number six, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Number five, Bones and All. Number four, Babylon. Three, Avatar. Two, Everything, Everywhere, All is all at Once. And number one, The Reign Supreme, The Kang. <laughs> Batman. Um, why don't you do one quick recap of your list real quick? Yeah. I just want to say that you have such a good mixture in your top 10. And, and most seriously, because like, that's what I look for too, is that I want a nice mix, a blend of like even your personality comes through in your top 10, which oh, I Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I and that's it. a great thing to think about too, as far as like, yeah. like these are these are all di- completely different categories. You mm-hmm. have your indies, you have your horrors, you have your murder mysteries, you have your you know love letter to Hollywood type films, you mm-hmm. have your comic book movies. It's 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 great. It's I love this time of year. Yeah, so. same. I love these wrap ups, and and mm-hmm. for me in tenth, I have the menu. Uh, for number nine, I have Babylon. Eighth, I have the Banshees of Inishirin. Seventh, I have Women Talking. Sixth, I have Elvis. Fifth, I have RRR. Fourth, I have Glass Onion and Knives Out. Mystery, not story. Please, I gotta <laughs> stop saying it. <laughs> I gotta stop it. Um, in third, I have The Woman King. In second, I have Top Gun Maverick. And then at number one, I have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. All right. And um, that'll do it for us today, everyone. I really appreciate you guys all for listening. If you are curious as far as uh, other members of the teams and their listings uh, as far as top tens of the year, you can find them on their channels. Um, man, I'm sure you're probably going to be doing like a, a video yeah, soon. Tomorrow. Um, right. But I know Larry is ha- you know has one coming. Leo has one coming. Alex has one coming. Uh, pretty much anyone on the team who has a YouTube channel probably is doing their, you know, best movies, worst movies. So mm-hmm. check that out there. Uh, the next Cinemania Live episode, I'll get Hannah's top 10. And um, that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Amanda, thank you for joining me today on this Friday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, of course. This is so much fun. I loved it as per usual. Um, (laughs) You guys can always follow me over at AMX NDA reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, candidxcinema.com and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. All right, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94 and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. As far as for us, what's coming up in the new year, uh, tomorrow, most likely tomorrow will be our best TV shows of 2022. Uh, myself and Kayla will be on that show. And then uh, as far as for Sunday goes, 
Uh, Larry and I are probably going to do a box office recap of the year and then another Hero Hour show talking about the best and worst of 2022 when it comes to comic book movies. So stay tuned for all of that. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Mando. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.